Hello and thank you for listening. This is Jaded. I am Jody, and today is oh shit May twenty second, twenty twenty one. No, May twenty first. It's Friday. May twenty first, twenty twenty one. Looking at a calendar just so I can get that right, and I had to look it up online last night, but. The last time I spoke to Byron, my ex-boyfriend, Byron Ames, was not actually talking to. We texted each other. Feels like a Friday, but that's probably wrong. I don't think it was. Anyway, um, in 2015, which is six years ago now I guess that Byron's been gone Um, I had to look up his death date because I remember speaking to him on Friday through text as I mentioned (laughs) sorry I I feel like my tone is chastising and it's not towards anyone listening it's mostly internal and I know that's not okay either and I'm working on that Um, so on a Friday in May of 2015 I remember speaking with Byron through text about like he had gotten in trouble a couple times you know we well the the basis of it is that a lot of shit had gone on between us things had not been good and I had done this before I try to establish a healthier connection with those I feel I've lost. Uh, That goes for family, parents, brothers, sisters. I sometimes I feel like I'm just a glutton for punishment. But the other part, I feel innately connected to Mostly my family, you know, I mean, my kids most definitely, but my siblings in a deeper, weirder, stronger way, I feel only when I, you know, have the time to sit and think about it, do I miss them, but I do miss them. And often I try to repair, I just, I just try to make efforts to bring us back to a place of homeostasis where we can once again, you know, doesn't have to be amazing all the time, doesn't, definitely can't be negative all the time, but homeostasis with people I love is uh, a good spot for me to be in. So, (laughs) but I'm thinking about it. So recently, I'm sorry, this is totally random. This is me. Uh, I watched a documentary on Netflix. It's The Secret, and it's a documentary. And it's not like a secret, like, hey, guess what? Or maybe it is, I don't know. But that's actually the name of it, is The Secret. And you'll have to forgive me, because I still am speaking with that list, because I can't help it. I still don't have the implant on my front tooth, and I hate wearing that damn flipper, so... 
I tend to go without it, and uh, I'll admit it's a big reason why I haven't recorded. I don't like the way I sound, but today I just definitely felt the need to do so. More about things I can't talk about, but either way, I am recording. I have a lisp. I am missing one of my front teeth. Uh, and yeah, as haughty as I feel I am, that definitely, <laughs> well, definitely affects it. But more for me, mentally, hearing myself lisp um, is normally the problem. Uh, today, it it's not that it's a problem, but I'm I'm trying very hard to. Oh, what is it they call it? Uh, be in and of my surroundings. Like I want to be here, um, present. No, what is that? Mindfulness. I got it. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't just a light bulb above my head. That was me snapping. Um, and I missed that sound actually. Don't know why. Anyway, uh, mindfulness, definitely trying to be more mindful of all that I do have to be grateful for. Uh, there have been, there was a, a loss recently that I cannot talk about yet, uh, that I'm struggling with. Uh, I am totally going to have to circle back on what I was talking about. Let me think. I hate doing podcasts where I lose all sense of what I started the podcast out with because I feel like I don't always finish whatever it is I intended to record. Uh, <laughs> dang it. And I thought about writing it down to the point where I hauled out this, basically it's a junk drawer, only it's mobile, um, and no pen in there. Couldn't find the paper. Uh, I often feel that there are so many thoughts that if I could just get them down on paper as like when I when I think them, often they are. I let me try to find the right word. They are like ingenious. They are amazing. I, I have this thought of, oh my goodness, and so for a minute there, you know, I'm elated in my sense of being able to figure things out or uh, my intelligence, whatever it might be. But I'm super stoked for a second there. And if I don't take the time to write it down, I have no idea what I was just grinning about five minutes ago. Like, you could not get out of me. I would try the best I could. But if you were like, yeah, I saw you, like, across the room, not a big look on your face. All of a sudden, you just kind of, like, lit up. And you opened your eyes real wide. And, and you looked around. And the next thing I know, you were, like, scrounging through the drawer in the kitchen. Yeah, that's me right here. <laughs> uh, flight of thought. I wonder, I don't know. I'll probably look that up later. Um, but oh, it's so much longer of a story than I can tell right now. And I'm not even sure how well this part's going. So let's say, uh, say, let's see. There are things that I want to talk about that I've had two people in my life. One being my son, one being a close friend who both advised me to wait. Personally, I want to record all of my feelings and reactions and emotions because they're huge and this means a lot to me, but I'm not an idiot. Okay, I know with my bipolar and my depressive disorder, which I 
starting to think is borderline personality and not so much bipolar. I really don't know the appropriate responses to situations. I mean, I've been told that my whole life, right, that I think differently. But you know what? I've taken that on with, like, a sense of pride. Like, fuck yeah. You're right. I, my mind is a little different, but it's all me, right? And watching some of these borderline personality videos, I mean, there is so much fucking out there. I mean, if anyone, anyone has a persistent thing that happens that they don't like, either that they they blow up at their girlfriend every time she has something, or that they have no emotion at all, maybe. Maybe they go to work, come home, do everything every day, but no fucking joy anywhere, right? Like, get online. Look that shit up. I don't think any of us has to accept, well, anything. If... So your mother was depressed, so your, your, your grandma was depressed, and, and you find yourself, you, you get no joy out of anything, you, uh, doesn't seem like anything will ever get better, and you just accept it as that, right? That, I feel like that happens. Um, if you were to Google it and look it up, you might find out that due to low thyroid levels, say, and I'm pulling this out of my ass. I'm sure there's no medical science behind this, but say you looked up, um, I don't know, I don't want to say contentment, but you looked up, you know, not feeling joy in life, not blah, blah, blah. And if you were to look into it, you might find out that people with low thyroid levels have a, have less of an ability to experience joy, a lower sex drive, which I'm sorry, but good sex brings joy. Definitely. So if you have a low sex drive and you're not getting sex, that in itself is a big part of life that, that maybe if you had it, you might enjoy life more. Definitely uh, food too. Say you, you, haven't, you, know, you haven't found food satisfying in a, in a long time. You look it up. Maybe you've got some kind of sinus problem where you haven't actually been able to smell slash taste your food. So you have been missing out, I guess, on reasons you might love life. Like, there are... <laughs> it sounds so stupid to me. Even with... Even. That's the worst letter for me. Even, as I say it. Um, <laughs> loss of, of flavor, of ability to taste, definitely huge. Um, I feel like... I've heard this somewhere that there are, what's I doing the medical basis on? Jesus Christ. Um, sorry. And I don't mean to take that in vain that anybody who takes offense to that, they are words of exasperation to me. And I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> okay. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes the things placed in my life are there to help me even if they seem like a burden or an obstacle and this damn stupid missing tooth is definitely helping me learn a lot about myself and I find it quite interesting how I who I allow into my circle of me not having the tooth (laughs) doesn't make a lot of sense but basically I have a flipper that I can put in it's like a retainer okay imagine being in 
junior high, high school, whatever, and you got a retainer you have to wear at night. Well, there's a retainer only it has a tooth in it because literally my front tooth, I won't tell you which side, but if you know me, you know, that tooth is, um, well, it's not there anymore. Basically, I fell at work at my old job, not current, old job, fell. Oh, I just remembered that. Damn it. Um, anyway, I fell, broke my tooth. Uh, they had to do a root canal and then a crown so that I had a tooth, right? Work comp. Uh, but then the crown wasn't holding. So it is my front tooth. I do use it a lot to chew and I, I use it a lot. So, um, they recommended I go to an oral surgeon. I've been to see the oral surgeon. He did the surgery. He put donor marrow in my mouth. Okay. Donor bone, basically. <laughs> because as we get older, we lose bone density. Um, I'm sure most of this all sounds familiar to anyone who's been through it. But so, yeah, um, donor bone in my mouth puts the implant in while I'm under. Then I come out. It's all good. It just feels basically like I had a tooth pulled. And it sucks because it right, it's right in front of my face. Um, so they gave me a flipper to... It doesn't touch on where that part, that part of my gum, where the, where the implant is. It doesn't touch it, so it's not impeding the healing or anything. But um, it is a pain in the ass because it hooks around my other teeth. Metal, not fun. Uh, and when I wear it, I can't taste. We were talking about taste again. Um, anyway, sometimes there's easy fixes to depression or, or loss of uh, failure to thrive. I think, and it, it doesn't always have to be written off as depression. Um, oftentimes it can be other circumstances, so definitely if you or any loved ones feel a certain way that doesn't seem to be working for them, look it up. Why not learn? I, I mean, if you might be able to help or if you might be able to change something or, or whatever, educate yourself, <laughs> I guess. Maybe I do too much of that. Um, but anyway, I don't have that tooth in, okay? Uh, no, I had it in. I had it in the stupid little flipper they gave me. But during... <sighs> okay, here's more I'm not supposed to talk about, but I'm going to. I contracted COVID. I contracted COVID. And so did many people at my work. One of the people who I contracted COVID with, um, I spent, uh, I, we spent a little bit of time together because we both figured that we had it right out, this friend. And I found that when this friend was there, I, oh, I forgot to mention, <laughs> my tooth broke on the stupid retainer. At some point during COVID, me, by COVID, I mean my experience with it, that tooth broke. I think maybe I was being my typical self and I didn't want to take my tooth right out there at the table while we were eating so I just went ahead and bit into it like I know I shouldn't and it and the tooth broke so you know I, there I could glue it I I've done it I did it for a couple of I don't like the way it feels whatever but I hate having this big ass gap in my teeth right the oral surgeon asked me he says so uh you've always had a gap between your teeth right and I'm just like, no, no, I have not. Um, why would you ask that, right? 
But I insisted the last couple times he asked. And finally, at my appointment before I was diagnosed with COVID, um, he asked me it again. And I said, and he, but, he, but he prefaced it by saying, I think I asked you this before. Do you have a gap between your teeth? And I'm like, no, I do not. He's like, okay. He's like, because this base just seems really large. <laughs> this is an oral surgeon who's definitely older than me, who's seen I don't know how many mouths. So for him to tell me that that hole in my mouth is pretty big, that was fun. That <laughs> was definitely a marker for the day. But either way, um, when my grandkids were here, my son and his girlfriend were living here for a few months. Um, that's a whole other story that I just can't go into. But anyway, it's back to vanity and me, because that's what I always pull it back to. Um, when the grandkids were living here, when I would get home from work after wearing that damn flipper all day, as soon as I got in the car, pretty much, I wanted to pull that thing out. And oftentimes I did. Because, um, you know, it's, it's a saving grace that we still wear masks, not only because COVID is still spreading, but because it covers my face so nobody has to see that I'm missing one of my front teeth, right? Um, <laughs> but when I would come home and the grandkids would be here, um, I would sit down with them to talk to them and, and they, it was the look on their face when they turned to focus on me and then either the wince in their eyes or the, the way they pulled back, but they always noticed when I didn't have my flipper in and they'd be like, grandma, tooth, tooth? A tooth, a go, a go. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love those kids to death. They are very much my heart. Um, but it, it was a little bit of shame and embarrassment. And then I'm like, these are my grandkids, what can they do? I'm grandma. Yeah, maybe grandma's missing a tooth right now. But I didn't feel necessarily openly judged or um, ashamed or... It is what it is, right? But that is with my grandkids, Okay, I don't do that with most anybody at all, ever. I am conscientious of how I must look. I know I look like a hillbilly. I know that it detracts, like, automatically, when you see me open my mouth missing this tooth, you take a certain amount of points off of my IQ. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness. So I've done my best not to show that around anyone. And um, the friend who was here... We were kind of keeping an eye on each other since we both had COVID. Um, when the tooth broke, I could have kept gluing it. Constantly, I could have, but I didn't. And usually, I'm covering my mouth the entire time I'm talking when I don't have that in. But I haven't been. I wasn't. Like, I don't know that I was making any effort at all. Plus, I didn't have any makeup on. And I just thought, if this person... <laughs> still respects me after all this like that's that's amazing uh <laughs> I want to say respects me but I just yeah I guess I've been all natural or what did Kenner call it um seen something something about no makeup whatever that was totally me plus I was missing the tooth and uh maybe it's a sign of COVID because I just did not I didn't give a fuck didn't care. I mean, I did, but I didn't. And I figured, this person is just getting to know me. At least they're getting to know me honestly and openly from the get. Because, yeah, when I'm sick, I can't be anything other than, well, sick. 
don't have the time for the prep or the bullshit or the... Fortunately, I'm not usually a bitch when I'm sick. That's just when I drink. Yeah. So that's bad. Um, it's kind of crazy because... I told someone the other night that, you know, I, I have a podcast. Only because his story seems pretty amazing. Um, chronic clinical depression. And he's older than I am. And I, I don't mean to say it like that. But he's, <laughs> he's older than I am and he is still depressed. Let me change that. As I'm getting older, I feel less depressed. Oh, back to the secret. I feel less depressed. And I've thought, mostly, it's that as you get older, you just, you don't give a shit, you know? Less things are important. Less things are worth, oh, you know, spending energy on. So it's, that's what I've attributed to why my depression has lessened. Because I feel that I've been depressed since I was 15. That's when I started having manic episodes. I thought were manic episodes, uh... Anyway, to find someone older than I who is still going through the same symptoms that I felt I had somewhat outgrown kind of threw me a little bit. Um, So I would like to have him on. But either way, it felt weird to say I have a podcast because then the next question always, oh, what is it? And I should be glad to, like, share this stuff, right? I mean, I've been sharing it um but it it gave me a moment to reflect to think that you know I don't I don't know that I'm proud of all this stuff I don't know that I I want to tell him what my podcast is uh but if I record with him I will definitely have to let him know so I guess that's a stay tuned kind of a thing if anybody tunes. Life with COVID, Rude Awakening. Definitely going to have to put out another podcast about that. Um, Big, big thing happened, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that I've I've been told by those that love me that it's not time for that yet. So, though I feel... It is better to record with that emotion and that pain and that raw expression, language, whatever, as opposed to giving, you know, taking time to think about it and make it more of a speech, you know, different than off the cuff. But borderline personalities. Hopefully I'm wrapping all this shit up. Borderline personalities have never developed a strong sense of self, of behavior, of because things in their life at some point growing up, usually when we were children, things were either abusive or uh, just not consistent. So if we didn't know what to expect, we didn't necessarily know how to act. Or if we had a parent who was... A narcissist, and when you were on her or his good side, you were loved and cared for, but then 
for no reason whatsoever that you could understand, all of a sudden you were on their bad side. So you had no way to connect your behavior with how you were loved. There was not the ability to do that. I think that's how I would best describe borderline personality. So that, not that particular situation, but going through the things in my childhood, I didn't know necessarily what was expected of me that would be good. And I I didn't see behaviors displayed to me that would explain what love is supposed to be and why love is good and, and how to accept love. So, mm, damn it, sorry, sidetracked, oh so much, borderline personality, um, yeah. So, I appreciate having my son and my friend weigh in on how I should approach this thing that's very big and heavy for me. Um, However, I did get kind of their blessing and permission, you know, give it a week or two. So I will be back with this information because I can't. Right now it feels too heavy to hold, but I know other people care about me and want what's best for me. And I'm going to take the advice that I asked from them. So... I want to say this word we're not supposed to say. It's, you know, not PC, but that is messed up. It's messed up. I know. I'm sorry. But that's not the, that's not the word, just so you know. (laughs) Here we go, overthinking shit. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. I'm grateful if anyone listened. Um, Do apologize for the lisp. Part of the lisp thing that I forgot to mention is I have a pet peeve about people with lisps. People who can't enunciate their S's without putting their tongue on it. Like, I have a big pet peeve about that. I also wanted to be a speech-language pathologist until I found out how, many, how much schooling it takes. And I should still probably do it, but either way. I have a thing about lisps, and now I'm dealing with one in a way that I can't quite control, and I feel, well, it's, it's teaching me a lot, right? Um, not everybody, I guess, can prevent how that sound comes out because if you've got a mouth like mine where you're missing a front tooth, there is nowhere to rest your tongue to make the proper hard sound. So I get that. And (laughs) the secret, the thing that I watch, the secret, the secret is that whatever you want in life, you just have to make that your focus. Say you want... <laughs> Say you want a Ferrari, okay? So you think about the Ferrari, you imagine you go out, you look for one that looks like the one that you want, you imagine yourself being in that Ferrari, driving in that Ferrari. Like the more you hyper focus on Ferrari, the more Ferrari will be in your life, right? I don't know if that makes sense, but that's that's the secret, okay? And then it made sense to me because, as I just explained, I have a problem with people with a lisp. Like I, I just I feel like they just need to learn the proper way to speak. And my oldest son, Kettner, had a lisp. And that really changed the way I viewed a lisp, only because I learned that his was more of a psychological thing because he rushed to speak to me because he was the oldest of four and he didn't feel like he had, like he had to make whatever he had to say fast because I was really busy. And so I learned that about lisps. My son, eventually, they they told me how to 
when my son wanted to talk to me. Like, it was basically, it was my fault. Because he only, he didn't only, but he mostly stuttered with me. Um, and that's what the speech therapist feels was going on, was that he just felt like he had to, he didn't have a lot of time and space to talk to me. So when he was talking, he felt like he had to hurry up. Like, he didn't feel like he was, whatever he had to say was important, I guess. So that was something they helped me work on was that if Kettner did come to speak to me, that I was to stop whatever I was doing, to stop. You know, say I'm, I'm in the middle of browning hamburger. If he were to come up to me, I would stop, put down everything, turn to him, look at him. Very important that you make eye contact with someone who's struggling with stuttering. Very important that you make eye contact in a way that is calming. You can't look at him squinting your eyes, pissed off, like, would you fucking hurry up and say what you're going to say? You have to look at them and, and tell them whatever you have to say, I'm here to listen. So take your time. What's up, buddy? Like, that was a big fucking thing for me, I, I will admit. I mean, I did have four kids and I had a lazy fucking husband. He sat on the couch and didn't do shit after he got home. So I felt, yeah, I felt like there was more than I, I could handle on my own. And maybe I did rush him. So... I'm grateful for that therapist. She definitely changed our lives. My son does not stutter anymore. It did not take long to fix that um, because he was that important to me. And, and I didn't know that was... I, the importance of a mom in a child's life is huge. I'm not just bragging, tooting my own horn. I'm being serious. Research upon research studies. The importance of the parents on the children is huge. All throughout their lives. Um, come on, Joe's wrap this up. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Um, I gotta take a break real quick because I, I gotta I gotta wrap this up. Okay, I got it. The whole point about this the the stutter. So it caught me up then. And I still didn't, I still felt a, a little biased towards people with fucking lisps throughout my life. And then, now this is happening to me, okay? And I'm, I'm a victim of it myself. And I could just say, you know, I don't understand why this is happening to me. Except I do if I think about it. Back to the secret. If you focus on things you don't like in life or the bad things in life, they're going to continue to happen. Because your energy is being focused on that. If you're focused on how many marriages end in divorce instead of focused on celebrating the 50th anniversary for your best friend, like, of course, you're going to bring about what it is that you focus on. So when you think that you are, this is a dumb example, but if you think that you are helping world hunger, okay, you are continually thinking about starving children all across the earth. Okay, so that is, that's not why people are starving, good Lord. Anyway, so using that as an example, if your focus was instead envisioning bringing water and green plants, fresh fruit, and, and the ability to, to grow their own food, if that is more your focus, that is more what you're surrounded by. I don't know, it probably doesn't make sense. 
It's on Netflix. It's called The Secret. It's a documentary. It's about an hour and a half long. It's got a picture of a, uh, say, paper scroll in the background. And then it's got like a wax, a red wax symbol that says S on it. And it's The Secret. Anyway, look it up. It's good. Sorry. I uh, didn't know I was going to record this much. But I'm going to put it out there anyway. Change how you think. That's what I'm working on. Oh, uh, shit. I got to add it. But shit, I'm still recording, right? I need to make things right with my son. My son, Ketner. The one I recorded saying, you know what? I'm all right with it. You know, I was for that time. But now I'm done. And I just want my son back in my life. And he's an adult now. He doesn't have to listen to me criticize him for not going to the wedding. He absolutely does not. Because he's an adult. And though I might find it disappointing, why is he going to talk to me if every time he does, I, I have something scathing to say? So, Dr. Laura, though I hate her, I kind of love her. Heard a woman say that her son hasn't talked to her because he is not doing what he's supposed to be doing and he knows it. And Dr. Laura basically laid it out just like that. Your son does not have to listen to your criticism. He is an adult now. And just because your mommy doesn't mean that you are still attached by the umbilical cord. He is living his life for himself. And if you are not a positive addition to that, he will choose to be without you, basically. The one mother on the line didn't get it. She kept impressing how, why her son should be doing what she knows he should be doing. And, and Dr. Laura said, you know, it makes me sad how many of these women say they want help, but they're not willing to humble themselves. They're not willing to shut up and listen, first of all, she says. But second of all, they can't come around to see that, you know what, just because you're mom, you're not God. He still has a choice whether or not he wants you in your life. So she is the one who recommended sitting down and writing a long letter to my son. And believe me, I've thought about that, but the thought of it breaks my heart. This was before the Dr. Laura episode, but it breaks my heart to sit down and address my son who's not in contact with me. I got pregnant with him when I was in eight when I was eighteen. Just getting out of high school. I got kicked out. I see, and there we go. Dr. Lord would say it's not about me anymore. Yes, that happened. It happened, Joey. It happened. But here we are now. And nobody can constantly live in the past. And and anything in the past does not necessarily justify actions today because yeah, it just, it, it doesn't matter. We are all here living every day forward, and none of us want to be surrounded by negativity. No one wants to have someone tell us we're wrong, and apparently I have some power to do my best to change that. And I have always wanted good relationships. As I mentioned earlier, with my family, I feel an innate need to be close to them and uh yeah thanks Dr. Laura for that one I will humble myself and discipline myself to sit down to be able to do that because I do miss my son and me disagreeing with him not going to the wedding should not cost us the rest of our lives of of not being able to be there for each other so breathe Jody so again oh my goodness I brought up the 21st, knowing what day it was, because 
I looked up Byron's desk. God, all the way back to Byron. Hope you guys are not totally confused. Byron died on the 23rd. I thought he died on the 21st, which was the Friday that I spoke to him last. Um, I feel like the 23rd was when I heard he had passed. But it was six years ago, and it was traumatic. And, yeah, I think that I will be going to see Byron's grave this weekend. It kind of circles me back to why I'm not supposed to be recording so... Not, anyway, why my son and friend said, wait, death is hard, and I don't know that I'll ever be great at it. I don't know that I want to be, but definitely not knowing how to grieve or not knowing what is acceptable grieving. I didn't, I didn't know that doing a podcast for someone who was no longer here was something I had to wait to do. But I'm glad I asked, because I'm not... I, I do like to be perceived well. My intentions are good, so... Anyway. May 21st, 2021. This is Jaded. I am Jody, and thank you for listening.